Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's created an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hello and welcome to another episode of Las Vegas United. I'm your host, Aaron Pino. Here at Las Vegas United, we are partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of His goodness, mercy, and power right here in the Las Vegas Valley. And listen, we have an amazing show planned for you today. But before we get into that, could you do me a favor? If you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or maybe you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, can you go ahead, like this, comment on this, subscribe? That'll just help us get the word out about what God is doing right here in Las Vegas. Well, Without further ado, I want to introduce you to our guest today. Um, today, we have Mitch Fox on the show. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Pastor. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I'm I'm excited to dive into this conversation because it's a little bit different than what we're used to having mm -hmm. here on the show. Mm -hmm. um, but I find it to be so incredibly interesting um, just how God has placed different Christians in different arenas. So... Um, Let's talk, my friend. So tell me a little bit about yourself, sure. how long you've been in Vegas, and then what it is that that you uh, that you do. Sure. So I have a, I'm a president and CEO of the Nevada Broadcasters Association. I've been in town for more than 40 years. Uh, my wife is a native. She was All born right. and raised here. And uh, my two sons were born here as well. Uh, they sort of followed the public school route, public school teachers in, in the Clark County School District. And I went a sort of a different route. I've been in broadcasting for many, many years. I started my career at KABC uh, Channel 7 in Los Angeles. Uh, came to town and was first on Channel 13 here in Las Vegas. Then I went to Channel 10, spent some glorious years there hosting my own talk show yeah. called Nevada Week in Review, hosted many political debates there. Found myself eventually as the communications director for the city of North Las Vegas. Uh, became um, a Washington, D.C. lobbyist mm -hmm. uh, representing broadcasters. And then this position opened up after Mary Beth Seawald, who was my predecessor, became president and CEO of the Vegas Chamber. So I've been at this position for about, uh, oh, about four years now. Love every minute of it. I love to protect, advocate <laughs> yeah. for, and promote Nevada's radio and television stations, including Channel 17, CTN Las Vegas, right here in Southern Nevada. Yeah, come on. That's right. We are on over-the-air television as well. Keen 17. I think right that's here. a good point, Pastor, to bring out that uh, people could watch this for free. You yeah. know, they all they need is an antenna. Uh, they don't need to subscribe to, to any, any kind of cable service or satellite service that you can watch Channel 17 throughout the entire Las Vegas Valley for free. Just put that antenna on the back of your TV and you could watch. I always like to advocate for free TV and that's really what makes Channel 17 special because it's accessible to anyone. Yeah, that's right. And you know, since we've been doing this show, I've actually had people reach out to me and join my church because they saw us on Keen 17. That's awesome. So I'm grateful for Facebook, YouTube, yes. Instagram. I'm, I'm grateful for that, but Keen 17 yes. is also Need to get the word well. out about that. Get the word so out, important. yeah. Yeah. So that's incredible. So you were, uh, you, um, were you, whenever you were at ABC, um, were you 
like on film or are you behind the scenes? No, I was behind the scenes. I was uh, on camera when I came to Las Vegas. That was my first on-camera position was uh, at uh, Channel 13 in Las Vegas. One of the stories that I did uh, that nearly broke my career was uh, a doggy wedding. Uh, that, that didn't go well, but that's another story altogether. Um, I, I was behind the scenes, an apprentice film cameraman in KBC uh, at Channel 7 in the day, and I uh, attended some crazy stories, uh, some of which uh, actually there was a news conference that occurred at the Play, Playboy Mansion. Uh, that was an unusual one, as well as a terror yeah. shootout and uh, all crazy things. It was the the place to be. Uh, if you wanted to be at the center of news events in yeah. in the day. And so it was an exciting place. And that's when I became a news junkie. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit. Like, how did you get into this field? Like we were talking before and you were telling me how your first job and all that kind of things. And I'm I'm not sure how much of our audience would know about that stuff, but we don't have to get into that. But what was the prompting factor for you to get into this field? I always wanted to be a film director mm -hmm. and I found it difficult actually to get into the UCLA film school. I wanted to go to UCLA. So I found myself as a communication studies major. And then this situation sort of presented itself of being the, I believe the first intern at a major television station in Los Angeles. And I said, well, yeah, um, why not? And I just realized that as a film director, you're mm -hmm. creating fiction for people's entertainment. But as a news reporter, you're creating facts and nonfiction for folks that depend on that information. And so I'm not downplaying film producers or film directors. Sure. So the part of me that, you know, I still love movies. I still go to movies. <laughs> oh, yes, me too. Um, but on the other hand, I, I, I discovered there's such an awesome responsibility to provide accurate, unbiased news to people uh, in, in my particular case, television, although I've done some radio as well. And then when I, when I discovered that my, my lane uh, was kind of in that direction, I applied for my first on-air position, which was Channel 13 in Las Vegas, yeah. and the rest is history. Wow. Incredible. So you, you're the guy behind the scenes that kind of makes it all happen a little bit and helps us get our news. Well, uh, yeah, so that so I, then I was on the air, but I was always in, interested in production. And the reason that this job is so important to me, Pastor, is that there's lots of headwinds facing our radio and television stations these days. Mm -hmm. You know, just to let people know, for example, Channel 17, you can, you can obviously watch it digitally and as well they should and facebook and and youtube we, you you articulated a number of ways that people can mm -hmm. but we want to let people know that you can get it on your tv set you know your your big flat screen you could watch this in beautiful high definition because a high definition station and watch the wonderful programming that ctn provides in addition to local shows that you as a pastor provide and i think it's the network content combined with that local orientation that you bring that makes this station special. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's incredible that um, there's different resources out there for people that they don't really have to pay much. I mean, what what's a digital antenna, you know, $20, $30, $40, $40. Yeah, it's it's at the uh, most of there. And it's like my sons, you know, they were they had the Netflix and they had the Hulu and all this. I said, Well, did you know you could watch free TV with an antenna? They didn't even know that generation. They they didn't realize that. So it's an education to get the word out and let people know. But um just just to focus on that is just a small part of what we do. You know, there's in addition, there's there's some congressional actions that are so, sort of ominous, additional taxes on radio stations, for example. There's some positive things where there's a bill right now that would provide tax credits 
for TV stations and radio stations to hire more news personnel. Mm. So we're we're pro- promoting that and advocating for that. There's another bill that would give us more of a leveling playing field when it comes to having on the air, over the air content, air on Google, Facebook, and so forth. You know, wow. they're, it's like a Samson and Goliath kind of situation. They're yeah. the titans, <laughs> right? And they sure. call the shots. And so for the local guys, we want to make sure that we get a fair shot and we're able to negotiate uh, better placement, uh, more, more of our content on there at reasonable rates. Yeah. And so that's another battle we're, we're fighting as well. So let me ask you this, and I understand you're, you know, you are, you're advocating, it sounds like you're advocating a lot for these, these uh, news organizations and outlets, but you'd mentioned earlier that you do some work in DC as well. Yeah. And we don't have to get into the politics of it all, the left or the right, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But how did you get into that aspect of it? Well, I've been a political junkie my whole life. I love the political process. I, I still have a lot of faith in the political process, despite the acrimony and the polarization we see in Washington, D.C. and other places. So um, like and, and then when you go to D.C. and I and I have I need to go to D.C. to to meet with our members of Congress. I will tell you, our members of Congress in Nevada are doing things the right way for the right reasons. I, I really believe that. They have an open door. They meet with us. They they hear what we have to say and listen to our our needs. And to hear them, I won't name names, but they'll say, "We love local broadcasters. You know, we we think you serve such an important purpose." And 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 CTN. I'll come back to CTN. You know, they air the the public service announcements, uh, for example, that that we provide to get that word out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they provide emergency alerts. Uh, for people in, in case of emergency. And that's so important. People sometimes won't have their phone on or maybe they're not seeing the phone, but they'll be on TV and they'll hear that that annoying beep, beep, that that sound that, that lets them know mm-hmm. that there is a one October going on or yeah. there is a flood or there is a fire and emergency. So I have a seat on the Homeland Security Commission appointed by the governor of the state wow. of Nevada. Wow. And so I'm privy to what is going on in that arena and uh, it's an awesome responsibility to take very seriously. That's awesome. I think that's really awesome. What I also find awesome is you are a believer. Yes. And God has placed you in these positions of... Uh, I was hoping we'd get to that. <laughs> yeah, we will. You know, I, I, like to, I like to give people Absolutely. an understanding of who you are and then kind of move into the faith element of it. And then we talk about some of the, uh, the, uh, the awesome things that you're doing, how people can get involved. Um, so I love the fact, though, that you are a believer and God has placed you in this position. Um, I love how God moves and works and operates. It's kind of like, you know, Daniel, who's this in, in the Bible, he's this prophet and he's sitting in the courts of kings and he's helping um, advise kings. And I, I, I find it so incredibly interesting um, that God is raising up believers to these positions of I'm going to call it influence and insight and how God wants to use us in those arenas outside of just a Sunday morning or a church experience. So um, I want you to talk a little bit uh, to our audience, to me. What would you say to somebody who's who is a church member who loves the Lord and they know they're supposed to do something with their giftings, with, with how they're made, um, but they don't know how to break into it because maybe they don't know how, or maybe they've told like, oh no, God can never use you in that arena. So how would you speak to them? 
Well, I would tell you, first of all, and I, I kind of went through this myself, because as we discussed earlier, I was uh, on staff at a church for a few years, a wonderful experience. Um, and I just felt led that that's not where I should be. And then I needed to transition into what we call the secular arena or uh, a position like I have now. And I sort of wrestle with that. Is that inferior? Is that, mm. you know, is that, is that something that, that I would, should really seek after or is my heart pure? You know, you go through all these thoughts. So I would tell people exactly what you're saying, pastor, you could serve him like you're doing because you're in the fire. <laughs> we're but, all in the fire. Let's just make it clear. We're all in the fire, but I understand what you're saying. You know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's challenging to be, there's lots of rewards to be a pastor, but it's very challenging. Absolutely. You came through a very challenging season as did the churches throughout America, throughout the world, yes, actually. Absolutely. And the fact that churches survived like your, your own, it's really a testimony to God's grace. Absolutely. You know, um, but for those folks that, that say, well, you know, you know, Maybe I maybe I called to be a pastor, or maybe I need to be a full time ministry. We're all in full time ministry, absolutely. Uh, no matter where you are, if you're a, a lawyer, a judge, a plumber, a, a Clark County School District teacher, or a CEO of a trade organization like myself, you'll find yourself in opportunities where you'll see the grace of God at work, mm -hmm. and it's just um, it's just amazing to see that. And so uh, I've, I've, I have a great amount of peace of where I am now, and I try to encourage people that are in similar situations to myself, whether they're white collar or blue collar, don't second guess where you are right now. Don't, yeah. don't uh, experience a lot of angst right. uh, that, that you're out of the will of God. Right. You're probably exactly where he wants you. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I tell people sometimes this statement, because they say whenever they're seeking the will of God, I let them know it's in. I believe it's impossible to be outside the will of God when you are actively seeking the will of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that sometimes God gets the quietest whenever he's the closest. And so in like how you're saying, don't have a lot of angst, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Everything like this. Um, just know God's got you. He knew exactly what he was getting into whenever he called you, whenever, before he even called, before he even made you, he knew exactly what he was getting into. And what I love is he's the one that has formed and fashioned us the way he has. See, for me, I could never do what you're doing. I, I couldn't oh, go. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you know, lobbyists and everything like that. I, I wear a blazer every now and then, but I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a blazer guy. And um, not just that, but just having the, the intelligence and everything like that to go in there and talk shop with these senators and everything like that. I'm sure I would be surprised, but um I'm not cut that way. I'm not made that way, but you are and vice versa. You probably aren't made to plant a church and, and launch in the middle of the pandemic. You know what I mean? But what I find amazing is the way God has formed and fashioned us. And it's part of the body. Like right here, what we're doing in Las Vegas United is we're uniting the body of Christ to come together and let them and let everyone know we need you. Whether you're a nose or a hand or a foot in the body of Christ, we all have our different functions in this in this thing together. If I may, I want to tell you a brief story. And Go that ahead. is I was recently in Washington, D.C., and we were having dinner, and a former congressman was briefing us on Ukraine. And there was about 10 of us there. And as he was telling us about the situation in Ukraine, which is very dire, it's, 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 it's very, very disturbing. Our server came in and wanted to start taking our order. She was wearing a mask. Uh, the rest of the table were not because the D.C. mask requirement had been dropped when we were there. And uh, one of the participants at the table looked up at the server and they could tell, he could tell that 
she was tearing up as this congressman, former congressman, would talk about Ukraine. And so there was a pause in the, in the conversation. And this person said to the server, are you okay? And this very thick accent, she said, I'm from Ukraine. Oh, wow. And the situation, and she started telling about the family members she'd lost and the children she'd seen um, killed and mm. murdered and the devastation. And, and this person said, well, do you want to pray? And we'll just bow our heads. And then someone else said, well, let's have Mitch pray. And so I went, sure, I'll pray. <laughs> yeah. And so we just all bowed our heads. And it was, I would tell you, Pastor, I get chills just telling about it because we were all so touched mm -hmm. and she was so touched just, just to even know that there were people that cared yes. enough, but also a God yeah. that cared That's because she right. came from a background that was not religious at all. Yeah. She grew up in Soviet, Soviet Union and uh, well, Russia. And so that those kind of moments, you just never forget. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that God will open up doors for you in those arenas to actually minister to people. Um, it's incredible. The, the intricacies of God and the way he moves and operates and, and does everything is so astounding to me. Um, we're actually going to have all of eternity to figure him out. You know, that's what's really cool about this life. Yes. Jesus said in John 17, this is eternal life that they would know you. So Jesus was letting us know, hey, look, for all of eternity, you're going to get to know God. So, um, but I love how he moves, he operates, he places us strategically um, in different positions and places of authority and everything like that. So I find that story to be heartfelt and very touching to me um, because there's a lot going on in the world. There and is. people need to know uh, that there's hope, that they can have strength, that there's peace in the midst of a chaotic world. And that's why God is raising up people to go out into their sphere of influence, whatever that is. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a ministry leader. You can be a stay-at-home mom and raise up godly offspring. You can be someone in the business world and, and the political world like how, you're, how you are, and God will use you to make a difference in your sphere of influence. And I would tell sometimes the most profound influence one can have in the marketplace, in the workplace, is to do your job with excellence. Come on. You know, be the first one to show up uh, Come on. on a workplace and maybe go the extra mile and also ensure that the people that either work for you or work with you are doing the best that they can. Support them in what they're doing. You know, it's not all about you. Yes, you know what, you'll succeed. You know, you have God's grace on you and you have the tools and gifts and abilities to succeed wherever you are. But if you lend a helping hand and you assist those that are working with you and those are working for you, I'm telling you, it makes a whole big, big difference. It does. I find it makes a, a big difference. Again, I'm a pastor, so I, I have preacher's disease. You know, I can <laughs> preach on just about everything you're, you're talking about. But I believe that the number one thing that that is uh, a draw to the world is the Holy Spirit. The second biggest thing that's a draw to the world is a spirit of excellence. And so whenever you have the Holy Spirit on your life, in your life, and then you move and operate like how you're saying in an excellent spirit, I think the world's going to be drawn to you and God will begin to open up those doors for you to, to really make a difference. So I find it, it's incredible, but you guys are doing something um, that I find is, is really awesome as well. Um, you have a nonprofit organization. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, the Nevada Broadcasters Foundation, we're so proud of it. Uh, we award approximately 20 
give or take uh, scholarships a year, sometimes more, and uh, more than 200 scholarships over the, the lifespan of the foundation. These are full tuition scholarships for deserving high school students to attend UNLV, UNR, a college or university of their choice in the state of Nevada wow. to pursue a career in broadcasting. And I will tell you, many of these young people come to us with no financial support whatsoever, sometimes broken homes. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they would never have an opportunity to go to college or university if it wasn't for our foundation. It's uh, a Tony and Linda Benici Scholarship Fund. Uh, this wonderful couple that has been in broadcasting for years and years started this with, really with their own money, but it's grown to the point now uh, where we have a very minute staff uh, watching out for it, uh, and we want to get the word out. We want if if you're a, a, a student, a high school student. And, and maybe you think about a career in broadcasting, which also includes digital, because we have gone that route mm -hmm. with some students. Please go to nevadabroadcasters.org, nevadabroadcasters.org. And ironically, I'm not asking for your money. <laughs> I'm asking for you to receive our money. There you go. <laughs> There's a switch. <laughs> we have money to give out. <laughs> so you, you need to go ahead and pursue that. If, if, if maybe your situation is such so that you don't have that wherewithal to attend a college or university in a state of that, I would tell you, I'm a big proponent of higher education. I know some people, you know, you found your success in other ways. Uh, but for others, I, I do believe, particularly in our industry, that it's important to get that uh, secondary education. So if, if you're not able to financially afford it, this is an opportunity to go ahead and pursue it. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's uh, – you did a very good pitch on that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Master. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's cool. I mean, we're we're sitting here. We're talking about doing what you feel like God has placed on the inside of you to do. And I'm sure we have a lot of young people watching this right now. Um you know, I know our audience is primarily believers, mm -hmm. you know, and so maybe we have a young person right now who's a believer who wants to be used by God, but they don't feel called into preaching or some form of like uh, church ministry, but they have a, uh, an aptitude and a desire to be in film, be in broadcasting, be in some kind of multimedia um you know, department. And I think this is an incredible thing that you guys are doing because like you said, we're not asking for your money. Come and get ours. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, that's the bottom line. And there are jobs to be had. We yeah. have openings. We're looking for people to hire. Yeah. So I'm not saying they're going to be a multimillionaire by going into this industry, but it's very fulfilling and it's very enriching. It's the best decision I ever made. I know there's other jobs I, I could have pursued, you know, that my, my father said, I'll pay for you to go to law school. You'd be a good lawyer. You know, you could ar you argue, <laughs> but I, I, that wasn't my lane, you know? Yeah. So I, bottom line is you probably could find other industries that make more money. Although we have account executives, we call sales, sales people that do make a very, very good income, but it's very fulfilling and very enriching. And I had one, one other thing, pastor, and that is Maybe you, you feel like you want to be in the ministry. Well, there's opportunities in Christian radio and Christian television, like currently we're here with Keen, Channel yeah. 17. And so um, there's opportunities that spring up along those lines as well. But it's, it's the gamut. We need uh, Spanish language broadcasters. We need um, non-commercial broadcasters, public television, public radio. And it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I love what you're doing, man. 
I love Thank what you, you're doing. And I find it really cool. You know, um, we talked earlier, you were a pastor before, you know, you did ministry, you were on staff at a church before. And I know you mentioned that here on online, but I, I, I can't express enough. I think it is so incredibly, I'm going to say the word cool, you know, I don't know any other <laughs> way to say, it. I think it's really cool, man, that you, that you are in the position, the place of uh, influence that you are and you are a believer. And I know the churches you've come from, so I know you're not a, a flaky, wishy-washy believer, you know? Um, and I find that very, very awesome that God has placed you where he's placed you. Um, and he's using you, man, to, to, to reach people. And so for the people who are watching right now, listen, maybe you're watching this right now. Um, and I want to just encourage you. Maybe you have a sense in your heart um, that you want to be used by God, but you're not called to preach. Mitch is a perfect prime example of God can use you whenever you tap into your passions and your desires. And so don't think God can't use you just because you're not out there preaching on the street or behind a, a microphone or anything like that. God wants to use you to make a difference in your sphere of influence. And he's put passions on the inside of you to let you know how he wants to use you. So I want to encourage you in that. So Mitch, tell us one more time if people want to get involved, uh, how, what they need to do to be involved. Yeah, the best thing is our website is pretty complete. It's got a lot of information on there. It tells what we do. tells a lot about the foundation. tells about our advocacy work. Um, and it has a lot of news about radio and television stations and what they're up to. But the main thing is you get information about the foundation and the Tony and Linda Benici Scholarship uh, Fund. Um, my vice president, Eric Benici, is head of that. He does a tremendous job. He does a great job. And he... He just has this heart for young people and he wants them to succeed. He's almost like a guidance counselor. He'd be, he'd be glad to talk to you. So just go to nevadabroadcasters.org. That's our website. And it's right there on the homepage and um, you'll find out more information. Awesome. Mitch, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, this is our first time meeting. Hopefully it won't be our last. Absolutely. This was, this was awesome. Great job. To, uh, great time to connect. So great job on the interview today too, man. Thank, thank you, you, Pastor. Yeah, thank you. Listen, I want to say thank you to you for tuning in to this week's episode of Las Vegas United. Look, Psalms 133 says this, how good it is for us to dwell together in unity for there is the commanded blessing of the Lord. I wanna encourage you in this, you are blessed. You are blessed because we live in a valley where God is on the move and he's doing something in our city and he wants to use you. So once again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Las Vegas United and we will see you next time right here. God bless you. Hey, Las Vegas. Thank you so much for watching this week. Next week, Pastor Aaron invites Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Bible Church, where Pastor Billy shares the radical testimony that brought him out of satanic practices and into a life of purpose, peace, and righteousness. His story has led him to new revelations on prophecy, following God, and dying to yourself so that his kingdom would be glorified. This show premieres on Facebook and YouTube on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also listen to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, Mondays at 8 p.m. If you live in Vegas, you can watch our show on over-the-air television on Keen Channel 17 every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. We hope you tune in. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guest this week is Mitch Fox of the Nevada Broadcasters. 
For more information on the Nevada Broadcaster Foundation, visit nevadabroadcasters.org. Our show is directed by Javier Moreno. Production assisting by Julie Moreno. Edited by Javier and Jalen Moreno. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.